The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Are You Afraid? Scream Queens, the unofficial Scream Queens internet radio show exclusively on Poppy Chulo Radio. Today is Sunday, October 11th, 2015, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Scream Queens. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit Fox series' casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. So please welcome my co-host, First up, if you're a bit misogynistic, you're going to get a kick into the groin from Priscilla. That's how I do. Hey. Next up, you might find him in a graveyard getting ready to get a little handy hanky-panky. It's Prince Rico Suave. What's poppin', what's poppin', what's poppin'? And last but not least, oh no, has he been kidnapped? It's Wilson Hammond Jr., Hey, you know I'm here. <laughs> That's true, but we can't say that for someone else that we'll be talking about a little bit later on in this broadcast. So let's jump into our recap of episode 104, which was titled Haunted House, and it aired on October 6th, 2015. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. Zayde announces her candidacy for Kappa president, running against Chanel, who vows a vendetta against her and recruits Chanel number three and number five to help undermine Zayday. Under the advice of Earl, Zayday decides to campaign by throwing a charity haunted house at an abandoned shack on Shady Lane nearby. Adamant that Zayday is responsible for the murders, Denise refuses to allow Zayday to throw the party, but later backs off when Zayday reveals that she knows Denise is a former Kappa reject and thus a possible suspect. Grace and Pete speak to the sole survivor of the bathtub incident of 1995, Mandy Greenwell. She tells them that the baby's mother died. Dean Munch took care of the situation, enlisting Maddie and her friends to bury the corpse and taking the baby to an unknown location. Greenwell also reveals that the baby was not a boy, as suspected, but rather a girl, as punishment for the talking. I know my peas and carrots. <laughs> what the, yes, you do. I know my as, peas and carrots. 
As punishment for talking, the Red Devil terrorizes Greenwell at her home and fatally stabs her. Hester starts seducing Chad, bonding over their mutual necrophiliac tendencies, and the pair head to the Shady Lane shack to have sex, but instead find the dead bodies of Ms. Bean, Chanel No. 2, Shondell, Coney, and Greenwell. Repulsed, they alert the entire campus to the terror, motivating everyone at the university to attend, where Zayday is kidnapped by the Red Devil. Grace investigates the case of the Hag of Shady Lane, the former resident of the abandoned shack, learning that she was taking care of the baby, of the bath baby, sorry, of the bathtub baby in 1995, and it is revealed that the Hag is Gigi. So... Exactly. Dun dun do. So let's get everyone's initial reaction to the episode. Uh, what did everyone think? We'll start off with Priscilla. Uh, I think like this whole episode was just kind of a setup episode for me. Like it wasn't really as splashy as the last three episodes have been. But I'm just like, okay, it's 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 getting ready for Halloween, so. I can understand why you're you're explaining a whole bunch of stuff that's going to make big things happen later on. So I'm okay with it being a little bit more quiet this time. Better not be for the rest of them, though. Prince, what'd you think of the episode? Um, actually, I liked it. It was mad. It, it, it's ten times more comical than previous episodes. And I know Wilson's gonna say something about me being a pothead because I thought it was comical. But no, it was hilarious this time around. I'm like from. Pete and Denise simultaneously talking about the libraries from, like, um, the chick having the squirrel as a pet. I'm like, yo, it was funny, but it's also a setup. And, you know, I kind of think, like, it, it was opening up a lot of clues onto who the baby's going to be and kind of what Dean Munch did to solve that whole situation. Ooh, interesting. Wilson, what was your initial reaction to the episode? Well, I definitely um, feel like Priscilla on this one. It's definitely a filler episode. Um, I like. I would have liked a little bit more killing, but uh, I liked how <laughs> a good chunk of the episode was just people accusing people wildly, and that's exactly what everyone's doing right now at home when they're watching the show. Is like, you know, who I know it's that person. I know it's not. Like it could be you. Like you know. So it's kind of it's a kind of fun play on what everyone was actually doing as they're watching the show. It's definitely a filler episode. Thought there were a couple of cool things that popped out that uh, will lead into other things in the story, but I'm sure we'll discuss that later. I thought it was a fun episode. I enjoyed it. I'm glad that uh, they're spreading Halloween out over three episodes. Uh, I, I love holiday episodes of shows, so like Halloween and Christmas and that kind of thing. So it's nice that uh, they're spreading out Halloween and they're going to cover it over the next, or well, this episode and the next two episodes. And uh, certainly... Wait, wait, wait. The Halloween episode's going to be three episodes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, And I was wondering why they started it so early. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they got a lot of stuff... Halloween's going to get boring now. No, I don't think so. Don't say that. I like Halloween, so I'm very excited. I love and, Halloween, uh, but I'm like, I don't like But Halloween. I don't know if we should call it Halloween. It's, it's Chanel-oween. We should get it right. That's why I think it's going to be even more boring. Did you see her fucking costume? I think she was like Jackie O. Like, oh, God, kill me. Remember, it's called, like, like Chad hinted that it's, like, the sluttiest, like, holiday. So I'm pretty sure there's something underneath that costume. 
Don't I would exactly. hope so because yeah, they we all, all know like someone's gonna get laid. <laughs> Could be. She might get her cherry popped. Uh, or her her butt cherry popped. I think that's already been popped at this point. Well, we'll be talking all about that and so much more in just a little bit because that was very interesting. True the that. front door or the back door? Who knows? So let's dive into the episode. <laughs> and let's start off with uh, the opening of the episode, Chanel-O-Ween. Did everyone understand what that was spoofing? Yeah. Because I, I didn't know this until I actually researched it. But apparently Taylor Swift does this thing, or she at least yes, did this fans. thing to her fans for Christmas, and she called it Swiftmas. Swiftmas. And she, which is, well... We'll, we don't need to get into that, but wow. she was sending like stuff wow. and gifts to her fans and that kind of thing, and that's the inspiration for Chanel-O-Ween, Wow, which was like the opposite of Swiftness. Well, no, it it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, because well, she didn't. I don't think thing. she gave him horrible gifts and uh, you know letter saying you're average and and that's great. Well, it's another point out that Taylor Swift is a bitch. So whoever's the writer of this show is swiftly becoming one of my favorite writers. Swiftly, <laughs> sorry. Swiftly, I see what you did right there, Wilson. No, but um, they kind of did the same thing, and like, uh, she sent letters telling them like how special they were, and um, the whole like little car thing at the end. Taylor Swift did the same thing. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That so was probably sad. one of the funniest parts when she's holding her hand and she's driving the little car. Mm-hmm. There's like wow. video. There, there's a promotional video that Taylor Swift did, like of her Swiftness, like where she's like riding around in the little car, holding like her fan's hand, and. Oh, that's so funny. Now that makes it even worse. It yeah. is and oh, hilarious. Oh, <laughs> uh, I I died laughing. Oh my god. Which gift would you have liked to have gotten? The the blood in the box, the razor apple, the 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 hand, the, the cadaver head. head, the, the head. head. <laughs> I, I I want the head. I think the box of blood is hilarious because she just she just looked so happy. She's like, look, I got blood. So I, I don't know. I think I would have rather gotten that one. Aww. Um. Hmm. I'm gonna have to go with the razor apple. I like the razor apple too, but I like the weird pumpkin. The decomposing pumpkin was the pretty neat as well. <laughs> I mean, how does she get the. I don't even know how she ships this stuff. That, Me neither. FedEx. She mentioned it earlier. FedEx does ship everything, doesn't it? Yeah. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I don't know. Was that the did music that was used in Swiftmas too? That would have been funny if it was. At the end too, when she went to the girl's house, she didn't even like give her the gift she kind of like slid it through the door like she didn't even want to touch her <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> she like just slid it through the door like here here's your box uh it's all about you sounds a lot like um the the background song that uh uh taylor swift uses during like the little promotional thing that uh the little video that she used for swift miss so i like it's spot on a riff of that so i like they just did a really good job researching their shit. Wow. Well, from from uh, no, it's not Swiftmas. From Chanelloween to some sleuthing. Okay, let's catch up with what's going on with Grace and Pete. So where we left off with them last episode, they were at a uh, gas station, the last stop gas station, on their way to find out some more information from one of the Kappa House bathtub uh, 
baby uh, um, incidents that one of the survivors of that, one of the ones that they could actually find some information on and where she's located. I believe that they had said that she was like about six hours away. So we find them dressed in their Halloween finest, I guess as a way to... uh, you know, to to have some sort of uh, reason as to why they're there. They knock on this lady's uh, trailer home, which is kind of weird because it seems as if it's like the only trailer home, you know, within a, like a 10-mile radius or something. <laughs> and so she answers the door. It's Kappa Mandy. It's the one who seemed very confused in the flashbacks, and she seems very confused in the present day as well. And she's been itching to tell her story for the last 20 years. And she goes on talking about how one of the Kappa girls that was there for the incident committed suicide. One was institutionalized. One uh, Works one is Fox. on Fox News. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, and, you know, they decide to have a conversation over a plate of, I believe that was Armadillo. Yes. Yeah. That's what that was. Oh. It was gross, nonetheless. Oh, unless it was tempura, then maybe like tempura armadillo oh, that might be kind of no. good. Uh, no, oh. Oh, no, no, armadillo. You can get leprosy off of armadillo, so I was just kind of like, oh, don't eat that. Oh yeah, so then maybe not. <laughs> yeah, so she recalls the details of that night, and basically, remember Miss Bean? Well, Miss Bean, she wanted to grind the the leprosy. body into sausage. And to serve it to the sorority sisters for lunch. But Dean Munch basically insisted that they, they're they going to bury the body themselves. They put, um, you know, they, they sort of put hoods on the girls so they, they don't know the location of where the body's buried. The, the girls uh, dug into the ground. They buried the body. And uh, Dean basically tells them, you know, you guys are going to drop out. You guys are going to separate and never going to tell anybody about this ever again and think about me as your guardian angel everything's going to be fine and okay after this I'm saving you I'm saving you and all all this kind of stuff when in reality she kind of also said that if you know something would happen under her watch to the sorority girls like you know her career would be over so she's really looking after herself now something that I'm kind of curious to ask all of you about is can we trust Mandy and her recollection of what happened can we take that as fact or do we think that maybe she exaggerated some stuff maybe she she maybe she didn't remember every detail and she's sort of adding stuff into it because I mean no offense to Mandy but she seemed kind of cray cray in my opinion so can we trust everything that she said about what happened I think she's been like rehashing the story again and again and again and again because she's just waiting for someone to finally like knock on her trailer and be like tell us the story so i'm pretty sure she knows the story like by heart and it's the truth that's what i think i agree um i think they they all ran away right after the situation and she's the one that didn't continue her life so it's probably still really fresh in her head and she's been probably like she said i've been waiting for someone to come so I think she was just been waiting for the opportunity to finally, you know, get the chance to finally tell someone the actual truth of what happened. Yeah, what do you think, Wilson? Well, you know, things can be hazy, especially 20 years, and you know, in remembrance. But if it was something that traumatic and the way that they've got the whole set, show set up, you know, she's going to give away some very, you know, choice details. So I think, like, for the most part, what she's saying is, 
it's going to be the truth, but the truth from a very skewed perspective, of course. She's nuts. <laughs> She's clearly <laughs> nuts. So, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's kind of hard to say, but that's the best that you have to go on. And then considering she got smoked, like, shortly thereafter, you know, I, I tend to think that, you know, yeah, she said she gave up something that was actually key to the story, so. Yeah, it's through Mandy that we learn that the baby in the tub is not a boy, as uh, at least Grace and Pete were kind of guessing. It's actually a girl, and uh, yeah, so it, it's a girl, it, it, it's, it's a baby girl that was... Y'all uh, thought it was a girl. No, yeah. I don't think anybody thought it was a boy yet, right? No. Well, yeah, Grace thought it was a, a boy. Well, yeah, they, that's, they, I think they were just doing that to throw us off, but yeah. Yeah, so so it is a girl that was born in the tub, and then shortly after they leave is when the Red Devil arrives, and uh, he really had fun in uh, tormenting <laughs> this woman with, you know, making noises all over the trailer, and then finally, you know, once she goes into, I guess, the little bathroom area, and uh, the lights come on, she sees the Red Devil behind her but I, I don't i don't know what she did because she moved backwards and i guess she thought the red devil was in front of her it was kind of weird but she ended up getting killed nonetheless rest in peace mandy can we, we say she has great taste in b-movie films because she was leprechaun, leprechaun which is yes. one of the most hilarious halloween movies ever yes leprechaun and also leprechaun back to the hood is good yes in the worst of ways Yes. Shout out to the Leprechaun. Just give him his pot of gold. They're actually making the Leprechaun versus Chucky movie. That might be kind of epic, especially if the bride comes back. But that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. <laughs> so, upon learning that uh, the baby was a girl, Grace uh, immediately sort of gets an idea into her head. And after class one day uh her father was showing children of the corn which i've never seen is that good people yes nah, nah. yeah creepy as shit had me bugging it's for like creepy. a week straight it's, it's very creepy he's it's right very... in that like kids are creepy as shit like and especially here like creepy kids that are always to the point where i'm not afraid i'll punch like... a kid in the face exactly like oh uh, uh, no they need to stay in the corn no Yes. So Grace approaches her father and basically is like, you know, is it true? You know, is it me? You know, am I the baby? And he goes, are you on basalt? Which is fantastic. And, uh, you know, she's like, tell me the truth. Tell me now. Because if you lie to me, I'll never believe you again. And if if you are the killer, I'll never forgive you. And all this kind of of stuff. Which, uh, it was an interesting conversation. I don't know if it necessarily added more suspicion to Wes. But Wes is already suspicious, nonetheless. No, I completely did, because he never actually denied it. And that was the thing. You had the opportunity to deny it and just be like, why would you think I'm the killer? Like, no. Yeah, because she did have, she did say specifically and in explicit terms, you know, is it you that's coming back, seeking revenge, killing people and all this stuff? And it is true. He did not deny it. What do we think? Does this make Wes seem even more shady or not? Uh, I don't think he's shady. I think... Though his uh his lectures are usually spot on, so I was trying my best to like figure out what the hell he meant by like. Well, he was talking it, about like the past and and it, it was kind of weird. Yeah, he usually like foreshadows things, so that's what that's more what I was paying attention to, as opposed to um whether he was telling the truth or not. Because I'm pretty sure like 
like with him being like oh yeah I was there I, I like I saw I really didn't want to see like it sounds like something a dad would say like especially if he did see a birth so like yeah I, I, I think he's right I think he's telling the truth hmm. okay so let's so move into the- wait oh, go, go ahead Wilson I was going to say, I, I still think Wes is, uh, I think he's toying. Well, like I said before, I think somebody's like, you know, toying with the issue because there, there's a copycat. And I think he might mess around. He might be the, our copycat after all. Like somebody's doing it just for shits and giggles. And they think it's fun, you know, just to be a part of the hype and be able to live part of their fantasy out, you know. But anyway. Oh, it might be. Interesting. But if it was, why would he be so interested in um, dating uh, Little Miss Stuck in the 90s? Like, would he recognize her? Yeah, that's something that I brought up as well. And sort of in my mind, just thinking about, like, who could be the killer. Because he would know Gigi. Because for some reason, and I I mean, I'm totally jumping ahead, but I do still want to discuss the um, sort of the hag uh, later on. But I'll say this, and and we can discuss this little tidbit now if you guys want. But if she was there, and I have a feeling she is the nice girl that uh, had the baby at the end um, of, of the flashback. The one that stayed with the baby, she was like, "Oh, I want to, you know, I, someone needs to stay with the baby. I'll stay with the baby." Mm-hmm. Her, I think that's Gigi. Uh. They never said her name. I don't think, maybe, or unless I, I, I haven't heard it, but I think she could be Gigi or maybe related to Gigi, and uh, that's how she got the baby. And you would think that he would recognize Gigi if they were around at the same time. And I think one of the reasons Gigi is stuck in 1995 is because of this whole thing that happened. Although I could be wrong, because I'm trying to remember. I don't think they've ever said that no. girl's name. The one that's always been sitting down, holding the baby. Yeah, I, th- I, I kind of always thought it was Gigi from the beginning. Remember, I made that comment why she's kind of maybe trapped back in the 19... 19- she was so traumatic, she's still kind of back in 1995 in a yeah. previous statement. Yeah, because I always had thought Gigi was the nice girl because she's still extremely nice. Even, like, when, like the dean was being rude to her about, you know, dating Grace's dad. Like, she's still extremely nice about things. And I just think that's, like, her nature, and maybe it's the whole, like, the whole hag thing. So then it's like, then maybe Gigi's on with the whole killing. But that also makes me think, wouldn't the dean recognize her? Yeah, Maybe that's why the dean keeps her close. The dean doesn't want her there. When she's like, hi, like, I'm the liaison for that one. She's just kind of like, uh, why are you here? Why are you ruining my yeah. life? Go away. Right. But maybe they had met before and because she's stuck in, I don't know. You know what? Well, maybe she my changed her name because like, you remember they did say, you know, as they all got older, a lot of them changed their names. That, oh, that's, what that's true. Too. And plus, said. since she's stuck in 1995, maybe she can't remember, you know, knowing Knowing the dean that much, because well, I don't know. I'm trying to think of trying to give it a reason. Well, maybe she why. does remember the dean, and maybe that's why she's trying to get her framed for being the killer. Yeah. Maybe like mm. that's her that's her revenge goal is to come in here and get rid of the dean. Yeah, because there are a lot of angles for revenge here. Because I feel like Gigi might become the new dean if that's the case. Like she's like maybe there needs to be a better dean here. Like and she has to play, you know, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Mm-hmm. But I also thought she now could be the um, the head girl's daughter once again because she was like, it's Chanel Aline. This is my jam. Uh, and remember when Waterfalls came on, Chick was like, that's my jam. <gasps> Holy crap. 
Although a lot of people do say that's my jam. I still, I yeah, say that's my jam. Yeah, non-2015. I say that's that was a my 2000, jam. That was a 1995 but I am old, so. When's the last time you said that's my jam, Poppy? And she says, Chanel I have done hashtag jam. my jam when I do a YouTube video of a song I like. Well, yeah. So, so maybe I'm like, the killer. No. No, to a song you like. She said Chanel-oween is her jam. Chanel-oween is not a song. Oh, that is true. Interesting. So maybe if Prince, that's like you're her fucking mom's us up catchphrase. Tonight. Yeah, you know, I gotta get everything all fucked up. Mind blown. Kaboom. <laughs> yes, I agree. Okay, before we go even more crazy, soon we're going to say Denise Hemphill is, is the killer, which we might say in a, in a minute. But before we get it to Denise, let's get back to Kappa. And we have Zayday, and she's basically dropping a truth bomb of her own. She's going to be running against Chanel for chapter president. And uh, she got inspiration from Dickie Dollar Scholar Earl Grey in that, uh, you know, as part of her campaign, she's going to be hosting a haunted house to benefit sickle, sickle cell anemia. And it was kind of funny because Candle Girl was like, aren't we the people that are going to be voting for you? Because we're, we're going to vote for you anyway. <laughs> but right. I thought that was kind of funny. And so Chanel, of course, is pissed off. And then later on that night, you know, deep into the night, she's wide awake. She's doing what all of us do when we're pissed off in the middle of the night. She's sharpening knives. And uh, we have Chanel number three and number five appearing. And basically they're like, well, you know what? You need to throw your own benefit. We'll do a haunted pumpkin patch because that's completely different. And, uh, you know, it's going to benefit the scariest, creepiest, the worst uh, disease out there and it's the, the most avoidable one because all it has to deal with is a good oral hygiene it is black hairy tongue i suggest everyone google it yeah. or maybe not <laughs> yes so uh, zay day for president yay or nay zay day well that's yeah what you know i'm all for the black people being the president yeah that's what her grandma wanted and like that's like if Denise Hemphill is like all just like oh like why why are you like in in Kappa when I couldn't be there so I, I I'm all for her being president but I don't think she's gonna be able to take it from Chanel I'm for her doing it but I don't think she can do it I like the interesting I think I like how it's gonna divide up the house she just adds I, another little who's gonna it's gonna give another reason for Chanel to see I actually haven't acting. seen I haven't actually seen the full divide yet. Because I don't think the flunkies know where to go yet. Well, one of them certainly knows where to go. Well, so yeah, one, but I feel like we already have a black president. Once you go black, you can't go back. <laughs> well, there you go. Obama, now they did. Come on. Got to keep it going. Wow. I love it when you speak in riddles, Prince Rico Suave. <laughs> I mean, but that may never happen because we know Zayde got kidnapped, so... Well, we don't know that yet, but yes. Well, I yeah, guess but- now we do. <gasps> yes, we're going to get into that a little bit later on. <laughs> Before we get into that, Wilson's jumping ahead. He's too excited tonight. Maybe No, maybe Wilson didn't jump ahead. Maybe Wilson's a kidnapper. Maybe he just threw himself under the bus. Yeah. I agree. We've got our eyes Boom. on you, Wilson. <laughs> so before we get to that, we got to get into probably the weirdest moment of the night. So we find Chad... And Chad is uh, walking in the middle of the night through the cemetery, <laughs> and he finds Dorothy's uh, gravestone, and he starts touching on the gravestone, and then he unzips, 
And then he's ready to get very emotional with himself. He gets so emotional. He gets so emotional, baby. And uh, (laughs) Hester. Hester came out of nowhere. And she totally gets it, you know. She likes dead things. She's like, we got we got things in common, you know? And, like, you know, forget Chanel, you know. She never understand that, you know, you just want to bang her like she's a corpse. But you can do me like that. And she's like, she finds bodies extremely arousing. She wants everything that Chanel ha- has, including you, she says. And uh, he's ready to do it right then and there because he's got a chubby, as he said. And he wants to do it over Dorothy's grave. <laughs> Poor <laughs> and- Dorothy. Did did you did you hear that when she's like and when I'm vice president like she she insinuated that she'd kill Zayde exactly she said that she would throw her down the stairs basically very showgirls of her and and then she also hinted that uh, she didn't want to have just regular sex with him she wanted it through the back door but I'm bum wink winky face she wanted her she wanted the brown uh-huh. eye to wink I see what you did there she wanted the brown eye to wink. <laughs> is basically what she said. And, but she says she's not going to give it to him then and there. That he's got to work for it. And that one day she's going to text him like a creepy, scary, you know, the worst, scariest location ever. And then that's where they're finally going to do it. I love how she's like, abandoned cemetery? Not creepy enough. You need to find someplace more creepy. <laughs> yes. So what do we think of Chester? Chester. Uh, Chad and Hester together. What did you guys think of that scene? Oh, I was like, who the hell's Chester? Did we get a new character that I didn't know about? No, it's, it's, I'm shipping them. You're ship- oh, shipping. they're already a ship? They haven't even had sex yet. Give them a minute. <laughs> they might soon. Very soon, at least. So, what do we think of Chad and Hester together? Kind of saw that oh. coming. Uh, like, I told you, you give... You give Leah Michelle an inch, she's gonna take a mile. Like you, you knew that she was gonna like start like taking on like Chanel's like stuff. She's just, she's crazy, yeah, and this kind of proves it. I love how she's. I love how she's like. I don't understand why I'm like this. And then Chad co- explains it completely. It's like it's because not enough fucked up shit has happened in our generation. <laughs> God, there's a, like even the wars we get into, we've pulled out of. It's not. It, it's not fair. I'm <laughs> just like, what the fuck. Yeah, Prince, you like dead stuff. Did that turn you on, that scene? Wilson, what'd you think about that scene? Well... You're not a fan of Chanel, so, like, what do you think about, like, Hester maybe, like, replacing her? Oh, no, 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 definitely not Hester. Definitely not (laughs) Hester. She's she's definitely got that weird, crazy (laughs) thing in her eyes. Like, it's almost like she's looking at the camera. Like, she's looking at you when she's talking sometimes. Like, how? Like, you're not looking directly at me, but just like you're, you're doing that Mona Lisa thing. Like, you're looking at me, but not looking at me. It's kind of mm. creepy. Yeah, mm. she's she's, so, she's she's uber creepy. She's spooky. She, she is gives spooky. Me the, gives me the willies. I'd rather have Chanel. I'm actually, believe it or not, Chanel number one is actually starting to grow on me. Oh, my. <gasps> A yeah. change. Yeah, Maybe, I don't I- know what it is. You totally got a present in the, in the in the mail, didn't you? You got a present for Chanel Louine. Here with an earring in it. I thought it was kind of racist, but it was cool. But <laughs> there you go, Prince. What did you think of the graveyard? You like dead things. Did, did it excite you? 
Um, honestly, well, you know I'm creepy, so I kind of thought it was kind of hot. I was like, oh my god, love it. Maybe Chad got a little too excited. He had to, like, hold on to that. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah no, I liked it because I'm like, they're creepy. I love creepy shit. We already know I love creepy shit. Come on, um, you guys will hear from me this week on American Horror Story on how much I love creepy shit. So, <laughs> um... I was, like, so happy for that scene. I was like, yes, finally something creepy that's not, like, you know, because this is a comedy to me. I don't find this actually, like, a horror show. This is, like, a comedy, like, mystery. It's kind of like Pretty Little Liars mixed with, like, comedy. It's like, pretty, it's like a funny Pretty Little Liars. So I'm like, yeah, this is kind of creepy. I could do this. And then, you know, Leah Michelle, it's a whole different aspect of her. Like, she's acting like a slut. Like, we're used to geeky Leah Michelle. And not for nothing, she looks so sexy. Like, yeah, maybe if she didn't, like, the shit she was saying was kind of creepy, but I'm like, dude, you're, like, so sexy right now. Like, you're kind of turning me on in a creepy way. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I could, I could do this. I'm like, if we had more scenes like this, that, and I want to say this. I wouldn't go that wait, far. No, maybe not scenes, but, like, the comedy aspect, like, the banter back and forth. Man says sexy. I don't know about that. Well, Leah Michelle looked extremely sexy. Like she actually looked better than Chanel number two. What? And I like Chanel number two. What? What? Absolutely. I thought Leah Michelle looked extremely sexy as she became a Chanel. Wow. Oh man. I like Leah Michelle. I love Leah Michelle and her Barbara Streisand nose. I I love everything about. With Wolf, like, there's there's something in those eyes. I'm just like, uh, you, you you've got those. I'm gonna stalk you right after, like right right after you leave. Like eyes. That's uh, the kind of stuff Prince likes. I like creepy stuff, guys, because you know what? It seems ten times more entertaining than normal stuff. Like if you saw something, like if it was like a normal scene and it was like them having that banter in like a cafeteria, would it have been as effective? No. But because it was a creepy, like, cemetery scene and it's called Scream Queens, I'm like, it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So one plot point that we didn't discuss was the very beginning of the episode. And uh, we left off uh, the previous installment with Dean Munch getting accused of being the Red Devil. And once the police arrive, uh, Dean Munch, in a kind of suspicious but kind of okay, maybe you're not kind of way. She described what she would have had to have done to have been the Red Devil. You know, basically she would have had 90 yep. seconds to have done everything to... She's got something to do with it. But it, it, was, it was interesting. My, she pulled an I OJ. I wish I could say... I want to say my, my ninja, she pulled an OJ. She straight got away with it and was like, if I did it, this is how I would have done it. Like, <laughs> damn, bitch! Well... She's wearing a really blousy nightgown, so like it could still be underneath her nightgown. Like I'm, I'm just kind of like you didn't have to take off the skin tight outfit. It's probably underneath there. Like I don't know. Leave my girl alone. Like She's said, innocent, and the police believed her. <laughs> no, because she has like been a food. pillar for the community yeah. for thirty years. That's because they like her food. That just shows how hot hot the cops are. You give a cop a good meal, and that nigga's gonna turn a blind eye. And then we saw her invite uh, Wes to the faculty costume party, and they're going to do a couple costume. Uh, She's going to be Bo Peep, and he's going to be a sheep, as she uh, massaged uh, certain areas with her leg and feet. Well then, which just goes to show, like, her legs are still really pretty. I'm just like, dang, 
Activia has been doing good for you. Activia. Yo, her and Jessica Lang got some serious legs out of my like, You know what? If I was a little bit older. Actually, you know what? Let's not lie. If I had any way of getting to them, <laughs> AJ nothing but a number. Exactly. I'm like, Jessica Lane could catch it, and Jamie Lee Curtis could definitely catch it. She could have caught it back when she was doing Freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan before Lindsay Lohan became a crackhead. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Jessica, oh, man, Jamie Lee Curtis. That's why I'm pretty much watching the show. She's the reason that got me into the show in the first place. Is that, so as is, long as she stays alive, I'm good. Is that the scene where Denise Hemphill like totally like busts in and and tells them about the the guy getting chainsawed? Yes. Yeah. And we had a wonderful oh. moment with uh, Shondell up in heaven. Yeah, Shondell up big... in the Best Buy parking lot up in heaven. Exactly. I I love how they how she looks up to talk to Shondell, and the <laughs> other two look up too. I'm like, what the hell are you are you guys gonna be up there? What the fuck? Oh my god, no! I'm sorry. Nisi Nash makes this show. There'd be no show without her. She completely completes this show in all aspects possible. Hashtag cahoots. Dude, I want to be her partner next season because we know she's going to get to the bottom of the case because Denise Hemphill's on this case. Right. Yeah, what's so, the name of the company she works at? I have no idea, <laughs> but I'm about to apply. It's like secure, secure customer something. It, it's an interesting name. She always says it, but I never catch it. Dude, when she busted up in there, it was like, I'm not no cop. I'm not even a security guard. <laughs> like, like, she was just listed all types of shit she wasn't qualified for, but she had all the answers. I and was, was like, oh, so worried. And I beat the cops. I was like, I was so worried. I'm like, you don't think you're going to become a suspect to the cops? Dude, you just like checked out a murder scene before the cops did. Right? Uh-oh. That and she talked about pushing the Shonda. Oh, I'm sorry for pushing your body out the car. Yeah. That is a minority and that's a white cop. I'm like, uh-uh, don't stop. Right? I'm like, you're incriminating yourself, girl. And you're sitting there running there and throwing Zayday under the bus. They're going to think the two black asses are working together. Exactly. No. Fuck that. Yeah. Solve, right. solve, no. solve the case and then tell the cops everything. Oh, but, but at least we know now that the frat boy isn't dead. He's just like now going to be like just wiggling Arm around less. for the rest of his life. Yes. Which is a problem because you know what? He was not bright other than anything. And I don't think his dumb ass should still be alive. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that you took your other hand to go pick up the bat. Oh my God. I can't. Like, you re-picked up the bat after you washed your hand. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> you should You deserve to die. Like, he actually deserved to die. Yeah. Hey, I have a question. He, he, was, he was fighting for our Chad, so. so oh, I, I, I think he deserves to live just because Chad survived. Because Chad is fucking hilarious on this show. Chad and, Sh- and, and Shondell make this show for me. Like, so. You mean Denise. Sorry. Yes. yes. Rest in peace, Sean. Yes. Yes. Let's move into the haunted house. So Pete and Grace, they appear at 53 Shady Lane. It's an abandoned house, and uh, apparently there's some sort of rumor or something that uh, they are going to the house for. But uh, before they get into anything, Zayday and Earl Grey pop out, and they're scouting the house for Zayday's charity event. And all of a sudden, 
our good friend Denise Hemphill shows up too, and she and Pete begin to deliver sort of in unison that they had library researched which library? The the legend of the house. And basically there's a woman, a hag, who could be heard wailing and moaning about dead children from inside the home. She also collected toys from around the neighborhood, stockpiling them in an upstairs room. And this all happened when 1995. We also learn when Denise once again approaches Zayday and accuses her of being the Red Devil that Denise Hemphill was once a Kappa Pledge back in, not 1995, but 1988. But she was rejected by the racist Kappa girls. And she soon dropped out of college after that. And, uh... Zayday was like, could it be Denise's jealousy over Zayday that could provoke Denise to kill, kill, kill? Mm. What do we think of this Denise twist? I think it's funny that Denise is so, like, that Denise's actress is so freaking fabulous that, like, she plays herself back in 1988. (laughs) That was good. That's That's some good sleuthing. Oh, my God. She, no, that was the best, though. I ain't trying to be one of them. I'm trying to be a cabin cabin. <laughs> Shout out to no, the that library in, too. That was like her and Pete. Like, that library scene. I had to repost it on my Instagram. That's how funny I thought that was. Like the two of them in unison, and then when they said the same library, they're like, "Oh, okay, okay." Like really? That is the only uh, time I've ever considered him like funny or anything. Like. Absolutely, like, I honestly don't like his character so far, like, he's so boring, but, like, that, I was like, okay, I got you, you're pretty funny right there, like, I hope they gave you a little bit more scenes after they kill more people, because they're giving all these dead people the funnier scenes. But you know what, can we speak about Earl's accent? Oh my god, Lucian, that dude, that accent, (laughs) can we talk about how, he favorited, he favorited me because I said something about his accent on Twitter, I was like, hmm. Yeah, nice. I like Earl. I hope Earl doesn't die. Me too. He's Maybe actually Earl. my favorite guy pledge. Earl is easy on the eyes. I'm just like, yay. You're, you're here. I'm just going to like sit and stare. But, but yeah, I definitely enjoyed that scene. That like whole scene set up from, you know, Denise learning about her history and what she has tied to the school and why she could be a suspect, but, you know, she ain't got to stab Shondell in the neck. We know that, so. No, of course not. It's Shondell. And I'll repeat what uh, Priscilla said again. It was She played herself in 1988. <laughs> yeah, that was actually. That was fantastic. <laughs> that was incredible. Like, I'm like, I'm thank God they, did, they had her play herself because I don't think anybody could do that Denise role. Justice. Well, maybe Amber Riley could have been like a young denise maybe that okay maybe i could see that she and i could see how they would tie her into being a glee member yeah but i still don't think she's as fabulous as the one who plays denise is now like uh -uh. no one is niecy nash is fantastic so oh my god if we get season two they have to have niecy nash like she has to survive we have to have her survive hopefully that does not happen like there there'll be a problem like i don't think i'll be able to come back yeah hopefully she does come back to season two wilson will start the petition right you'll not see season two i'm (laughs) for it i'm so for it i'll be the freaking second signature priscilla you could be third 
So well, if she, if she dies, maybe it's like witches or zombies or some crap, and she'll come back anyway. So I hope so. Cause I just want, I just think about like even with the survival. Now that I'm like I I actually kind of enjoy the show, and I'm thinking of a season two. I just was like, hmm, they were to do a season two. What crazy cast members would they get? Because like they're gonna kill off most of these people. Dude, if they got Sarah Michelle Gellar as the Scream Queen, I would like. Oh my die. god, I would be in friggin' heaven. I would so her and maybe like Diana Argon from Glee. Yes. Oh, too pretty. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I liked her, and she's good at playing a bitch. I could see her being like a Kappa pledge. Yeah. Well, I don't think they would have Kappas anymore. I think they'd probably switch oh, absolutely. it up. Oh, absolutely. That's true. Yeah. So that moving back true. to the haunted house. Later on that night, we have our little, our new little shipping couple, Chad and Hester, getting texts, mysterious texts, <laughs> to uh, basically meet up at uh, 53 Shady Lane. Now, the weird thing is, is that, uh, you know, because uh, Hester says something like, you know, I didn't give you my number, so I don't know how you texted me, you know, you know, it was nice that you were proactive about it. I like the motive, it, yeah, the initiative. Because Nuh-uh. this, that, or the other. And, uh, yeah, so that was kind of interesting. So they enter the house, and uh, they sort of split Good up. Candle. And this is when Chad says, you know what? This is going to be kind of weird since we're about to do it, but what is your name? And then his reaction to finding out that her name is Hester was classic. <laughs> I'm just like, aw. Like, shout out to people who have, like, really, like, ancient names. Hester, I get you. Right? But then I'm like, when he when he had that reaction, I was kind of like, dude, like, you were going to the cemetery looking for old creepy names to, like, relieve yourself. Leave too. Dorothy so alone. It, <laughs> like, I'm like, is Hester really that bad? Because I'm like, I'm pretty sure you probably were going to come approach a couple Hesters when you're walking through that cemetery. Potentially. By the way, like, you mentioned that, like, it looked spooky, but I totally think that, like, she called, she, she did call, she did leave him a text, and she's like, oh, really? Oh, maybe it's scarier. She, she totally was just trying to turn him on and get him to, like, like her more. Like, I, I oh, didn't Oh, definitely, think- I didn't think it was mysterious that some that 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 someone else did it. Uh, uh-uh. she totally did it. No, she supposedly got a text from him. That's what. No, but, but he didn't have her... her number. No, I I feel for sure. I think she's covering her tracks. Yeah, she's just well, trying that could to be like, true oh, if she's I got the killer. A mis- yeah, like I got a mysterious text too. Oh, like let's go. Like, mm-mm. yeah, that's an interesting theory. So. Uh, Hester finally finds the perfect room to do it in, and it's where they have a uh, a wax figure of Miss Bean with her face burnt off. But it's not a wax figure, because once they p- put her finger in <laughs> in her leg, Whoa. that was I that don't was so disgusting. I don't know what that happens to a body when it when it starts decomposing. But if it, you know vanilla yogurt or something starts popping out. I mean that was that was interesting. I didn't expect that to happen. But they they run into Miss Bean's body. They run into our girl Chandel. They run into our friend Coney, Chanel number 2 and poor Mandy. And uh yeah, so they rush to the coffee shop. They let everybody know you can't go in there. There's all these dead bodies. And so of course everybody gets all excited and shit and they run to the house and everybody's <laughs> partying and um, Grace and Sadie arrive and they don't understand why everyone's there and they're like, "Oh, because the realistic dead bodies. Everybody's taking pictures. Selfie, selfies. Let me take a selfie." That was probably the funniest operator call ever. 
Well, no. I think that was the Red Devil that they were talking to. I don't think that was an actual operator. Oh. What do you guys think? Do you guys think that was a setup, or do you think that was a uh, an actual 911 person? Well, see, if it was a setup, it was. I felt like we should have been able to distinguish the voice. So I really that- just think it was a naive, stupid operator. You saw the, the the cop forces like they're stupid here. Like they 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 don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like yeah, that is true. So no. Wait, yeah. like, come on, Denise is on the case, and she's not even a real cop. So like, I just Poor let you really know how how like you know the city works. Yeah. So Zayde calls nine one one to basically report that uh, there are dead bodies on the premises. She tries to get everybody to leave the party, but basically they're all like, "Fuck you, we're staying." And as she's uh, walking around, sort of seeing all these dead bodies all over the place, she gets uh, snatched by the Red Devil. We didn't see the Red Devil kill Zayde. We just saw her get snatched. And so later on that night, you know, Grace, she can't seem to get a search party for Zayde. You know, no one uh, is wanting to help. You know, uh, basically Chanel number one is like, you know, she, that's what she deserves because she was trying to go against me. And Grace says, you know, you're making it harder and harder for me not to believe that you're the Red Devil. Wes kind of tells... Uh, Grace, that she's got to stay in the house. You know, no one can leave. The Chanel's are getting ready to go to their pumpkin patch fundraiser for um, what was it, Black Hairy Tongue? Yeah, which is yes. the lamest idea ever, <laughs> by the way. Well, not for nothing. Can we just talk about how crazy fucking Chanel was cutting the friggin' knives at three o'clock in the morning? We're worried for your mental sanity. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like um. really? And she's, like, just waving them around, like, did you see freaking Chanel number five? <laughs> like, she was petrified. She was like, oh, my God, this bitch is going to cut me. <laughs> yeah. And so at the end of the episode, Grace, uh, she couldn't find uh, a, a search party for Zadie, but she did get some more information about 53 Shady Lane. And basically that the odd noises began coming from the house in November 1995, one month after the bathtub baby was born, and around that time, diapers and milk were reported stolen by a black-shrouded hag. So who is this mysterious figure? We cut to Gigi rocking back and forth in 53 Shady Lane, surrounded by the porcelain dolls, and, you know, we come to the realization that Gigi was the hag. Is that what you do in the middle of eating, like, salads that taste like Big Macs? Like, you just go back to where where you were before, Shady, like, in Shady Lane, and you just put on a robe and start crying again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, that, that's the I, I honestly thing I thought think the, the very milk- end. I was like, what? It's okay. I honestly thought the Milkman was the killer, because I'm like, there's Milkman in 1995. <laughs> yeah, that was a good like, line. Not- the Milkman's the killer. I was like, I agree with Homeboy. Like, the Milkman's the killer. By the way, he is the stupidest guy ever because, like, you already have a teacher who's kind of, like, who's kind of fucked up and, like, really protective of his daughter. And, and you're like, no, don't worry. Like, I'm, I'm going to introduce myself and I'm going to protect your daughter. Worst time to introduce yourself ever. And, like, dads are never going to like you that way anyway. Like, that's why she's like, no, not right now. You're, my dad's not going <laughs> to like you. Like, you're stupid as hell. No. <laughs> Don't try and ingrate yourself into the family. Not right now. So, overall, what did you guys think of the reveal of Gigi as the hag? Do you guys find that believable? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I already kind of had the assumption where Gigi was heading. This is like the only brunette here, and she was stuck in the 90s. I'm like, mm, who could she be, huh? But not for nothing, Gigi, no offense, kind of reminds me like of Leah Michelle. Mm-hmm. Like, they kind of have a lot of similarities in their looks, so I'm kind of just like, what the hell's going on? Like, is that going to be like a Ryan Murphy like little trick, too? Like, are we going to find out that, like, Gigi and Hester are, like, the chick... You know, because I said, I did say previously that I thought, you know, Hester's, like, you know, interest in history and obsession with the dead had something to do with maybe Harvey and the baby, and maybe Gigi took care of her, and, like, they have, like, the little game plan going on. Hmm. Her name's Gigi Caldwell. She might be related to, like, the Radwells. Oh. Um, all these names sound kind of similar. But, like <laughs> I said, not for nothing, I did say, you know, like... Because the first, the squirrel lady did say some of them changed their names. I do think, you know, maybe Gigi was one of the ones that changed her name. Oh, by the way, like, weird thing. I didn't know squirrels make rat sounds. But apparently someone told me that, like, squirrels basically are, like, rats with just fluffy tails. Like, they do make those sounds. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, they're like cousins or something like that. That That's disgusting. Why do we think <laughs> the Red Devil didn't kill Zayday? Because he's going to use her to lure everyone else. She's bait. Because, mm. mm, you know what? Normally the black people die first, and she didn't die first. So, you know, maybe he's like, yo, what's good? <laughs> <laughs> How'd you survive? Do you, you know? They went, they, <laughs> it's horror they, movie logic. you got to look at it in a horror movie aspect. They went through all the rooms, and they never mentioned that Boone wasn't in the room. Like... Did nobody notice that Boone wasn't there? Like, Oh, yeah, no, I definitely, and no one else did, which I thought was kind of funny, because I'm like, okay, so that means Chanel number two is really dead. Like, everybody that I saw there, I was like, okay, they're really dead. Now, if I had seen Boone there, I would have been like, okay, some of them are dead and some of them are fake. But I didn't see him there. So I was like, hmm. Boone's probably the red devil that took Zede at, at, at that moment. Which is why I think, like, she's bait, probably to get, like, Chad or some of the others, like, out to find her. Interesting. Well, I don't think Chad would care to find her. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think a lot of the people that would go and find her aren't the people that you would expect either. Wait, we didn't even talk about the friggin' best scene out of all of them when the Chanel's beat the shit out of the dude. (laughs) Yeah, that scene didn't make any sense. Uh, Oh, my God, that shit was hilarious, though. You want to see me smile? (laughs) Yeah. That was yeah, for me. Man. That was the weirdest scene in the yeah. entire episode. That made absolutely no sense. What did everyone else think of that scene? Just to set it up, basically they're having lunch, eating their cotton balls with uh, sauce, and they then they decide to go eat real food because if there's a killer out there, why not eat real food? And then one guy sort of you know was like cheesy hitting on you know catcalling the girls, and all of a sudden they flip out and beat him. And and his friend, I didn't. For me, that was like the worst scene of the episode because it just made no sense. What did everyone else See, think of I that? I liked it because it was like the Chanel's were kind of finally were like, you know what? Fuck what everybody has to say. We're about to just do what we want to do. And you know what? And we're not going to sit there and be like tools because that's the thing. The Chanel's are so used to being like tools and being oh, you're hot, you're sexy, and like that's what they live for. But then I think like that was the moment that they realized like, you know what? Fuck it, we're going to live for ourselves. And I liked it because it's like, you know what, if they're getting ready to do that to just regular people, imagine what they're going to try to do if, like, you know, they're attacked by the Red Devil in a pack. See, that, I thought that was really weird writing, though, because 
wasn't the last episode like Chanel number five was like, I don't really give a shit about you anymore. And this one, she's like, oh, like I got your back and, and beaten the shit up out of like people for that. Like, I, I, yeah, I thought I it was weird that Chanel that. number five. Well, was the fact that too. she even accepted Chanel number six as her sister, like you don't disrespect my sister. Like that's when I was like, okay, maybe like the killer, like this is getting really, it's getting to some of them. And they're like starting to kind of band together. Like, I think at first they were taking it, like, as a joke. Oh, that would make sense then. Because I was just kind of like, why were you acting like a bitch before and now you're helping her out? That makes no sense. But also, then the funny thing that, is, that logic well, makes was, complete sense before. Like, if I'm going to die, like, I might as well eat. Like, yes. Why are you starving yourself? Like, go. And uh, that, that shout out to Karen Carpenter. That was so terrible, but awesome. Like, I was just like, oh, <laughs> nobody's going to get that reference, but... Holy shit, did you really do that? Yeah, she did. Ah, uh, you, you, you. So, like, that was, like, my whole thing. I was like, wow, like, you know, you know, it's kind of showing that, like, you know, this might not be the easiest task that the Red Devil thought was going to happen, was picking off these Kappa girls. I think, you know, it's trying to be like, you know what, they all think that, you know, we're, like, these little, innocent, dainty little girls that they could take advantage of, and now we're going to put our foot down. And it's funny because I'm like, now that, you know, Chanel accepts, Chanel number six has like her sister. It's gonna be funny when she realizes how Chanel number six trying to like replace her. Like I think Chanel's gonna to start to grow towards her clique, and they're gonna to start to grow away from her. And it's just gonna be like a funny like how things a turn of events kind of. Hmm. That's an interesting. Like I think she's gonna start depending on them more. Like she might try to depend on them more because of the situation, and then you know shit's gonna pop off, and then you know Chanel number. Four is that four with the earmuffs? Three. Uh, yeah. No, it's three, right? All right. So Chanel number three is probably going to you know ditch original Chanel for like Sam, which is predatory was because of the whole secret thing. Like we know how you know Abigail Breslin Chanel number five kind of feels because she kind of makes it like you know clear through the episode. So you know she's kind of probably turned on her, and I think maybe that's what this whole. Chanel-Oween is. Chanel-Oween, like, Chanel's going to grow closer to her Chanel, but her Chanel's going to grow further apart from her. Did any of you guys get a, a, get a peek at the, at the letters? The, at the one? At the ones that they put on the table? No. Uh, I, I actually got screen caps of them. They're freaking hilarious. Uh, one of them says, the end is near. Everyone must know that Zede Williams is a bruja, dirty Mexican witch. Her haunted house is just a vat of boiling water so she can collect your skulls and coat them in sugar. Do not go. Death is upon wow. you. Do not go to that hood rat haunted house. You will get mugged and killed and die. Yeah. Wow. That is hilarious. That is kind of... That Zede Williams practices voodoo and her haunted house is just a trap to kill you and skin you for black magic. Do not go to her haunted house. That's what, all, that's what the three of them said. That is pretty hilarious. Pretty good, yeah. So, any final thoughts on the episode, Wilson? Um, I'm gonna say, uh, can't wait for next week. Um, like good filler episode, good stuff. Uh, hopefully, getting maybe three deaths next week. <laughs> I don't care if they're random people, but I think that's what'll keep the show going. Like, uh, I don't think a show like this really can uh, afford to have too much of a dip in the action. So. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much my take on it. Otherwise, you know, good stuff is growing on me. Like I said, you see week by week, uh, it's coming by that I like it a little bit more. So we'll see what happens next week when it picks back up. If it picks back up. Mm -hmm. 
Priscilla, what were your final thoughts on the episode? I kind of agree that it's a setup, that it was that that it was uh, slower. Uh, I don't think it necessarily is going to be three deaths, but I do think that Candle Blogger's numbers up because everyone else is like hooked up with somebody like as like they're she's hooked up with her candles leave her alone <laughs> i don't think the no she had that boy alone. touch her during the children of the corn he he grabbed her hand oh oh i didn't even know that it was like chubby candle boy oh god i know she no, was eating, the, eating candle wax like popcorn during that scene oh i didn't notice that i'll have to see that again oh god but leave Candle Girl alone. Hopefully she'll survive at least maybe two more episodes. Nah, she should but, have left with Death Taylor's list. But that's that's all I think that I I kind of agree with Wilson that it's just it that it really was kind of like a slow setup one. I did think that the um the it just came out of nowhere that the, the girl fight like it it just it was written just it was poorly. a fun thing but it was written poorly. But it's fun, and this whole show is fun. So I'm just, I'm just gonna turn my logic part of my brain off and just watch it. <laughs> Prince, final thoughts on the episode? Um, I liked it. I liked the comical aspect of it. Um, I love the whole like it's you know setting you up for like a new story and kind of answer some questions. And um, kind of excited to see how Shanella Ween ends. And uh, I enjoyed the episode overall. Uh, I enjoyed anything with the haunted house, so that was fun. I, I will agree that the cafeteria uh, kick-ass scene was very odd, and uh, that it kind of sort of took took things away from the episode because the rest of the episode was really good. I enjoyed the episode, whether I would classify it as a filler episode or not. I thought it was a really good episode. Uh, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning, I enjoy anything that's kind of holiday-related and Halloween-related, so it was a good episode in my book. So let's get into our campus superlatives. Who do we think will survive until the finale, and who is or who are the killer slash killers? We'll start off with um, Prince. All right. So survivors are Denise because, you know, she's going to get to the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. Um, Day Day because she's a good floof. And Grace because she's a main character. Uh. But, you know, uh, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. And as for my killers this week, I'm going to go with Gigi, Hester, and Boone, the brunette squad. <laughs> I'm going to say it's them. I'm going to say Gigi because she was the nice girl. And you know what? Why wouldn't the nice girl turn bad? It's a horror movie based on her past. I'm going to say Hester because I think Hester's the baby. And I think Boone because Boone might be maybe Gigi's real kid. Maybe she ended up having a kid on her own. Maybe that's why she got so many dolls. Hmm. Maybe it's like a family affair. Like Mary J. Blige? <laughs> yeah, they don't need no hateration. Wilson. <laughs> Your theory on survivors and killers. Um, well, I'm going to go with everything that uh, Prince said, of course, because those all make sense. Yeah, that, yeah, I have to stick with those. Uh, killers? Now, that, that's kind of sticking to the same. I still think the Dean has something to do with all of this, like, in some way. And I still think Wes 
is like either a copycat or actually doing something. As far as the final killer, like I still think there's three, two or three. I just can't figure out who I can't figure out who the third one is, but the third killer won't make it to the end. So that's why I'm saying that's not why I'm saying they're there. Uh, it's kind of hard to put my finger on it. Well, the third killer we know for sure, like uh, interacts with the, the red devil. And we know for sure that uh, Boone was like, what kept you? So Boone might be your third red devil that you were look that you're looking for. The one that doesn't survive until the very end. Indeed. Indeed. Priscilla. Okay. So uh, of my survivors, uh, I still think Chanel number one, like for sure is going to make it. And Grace, bah, cause she's the main character has to make it. Um, and I am going to be like, I'm going to have faith. And say to this time that Zayde is gonna make it because she can't. Like I don't think this whole that like the Red Devil kidnapping her is gonna like bring her down. I think she's gonna survive this. Um, as for the killers, I think I- I'm I'm still stalwart in thinking that it's the Dean with Boone as her helper and the baby being Chanel number five. But mm-hmm. that's just my theory. Okay, interesting. Interesting theories from everyone tonight. Okay, so here's mine. I think Grace obviously has to survive. She's like the main character. Zayday is gonna survive because I just, you know, I just feel like she's she's gotta make it. Denise survives at least in my mind because I I, I need her to survive. <laughs> I just you need do. her. I need you, Denise Hemphill. I need you to survive. Do not be ashamed. She gotta get to the bottom of this. She really is, I, and that's gonna be I like the sad, dies, like the sad be part like the as far last- as. Episode. You know, our hope in the police, it's gonna it's sad in that way, but it's exciting because it's Denise. Oh, absolutely. I feel like the last episode, she if she does die, it's gonna be like the last episode and she's still gonna get the answer before she dies. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. She'll tweet it out. And no, I she'll be in heaven. also no. think that the Dean will survive. Yeah. Cause you can't kill Jamie Lee. I feel like they can't. See, I feel you I, I feel you on that aspect, but maybe she might have asked to be killed. I don't know. I hope not, but I, I, she's I, normally I would like for her anyway. to return. So those are my survivors. As far as the killers, I'm still going to go with what I said last time. I think Boone, obviously, and I think Wes. And I think Boone is the baby because Boone is a junior and would make him 20. So everyone else is younger-ish, at least who I think could be maybe be the baby so i think it's boone and i still think it's wes so you think and she I got don't... her peas and carrots wrong no she knows her peas and carrots if you look at it and i i yeah, then i'd have know. to I agree just, with priscilla i can't think because Pris- i can't think of there are no other girls that are that would be 20 priscilla yet. it would be right because it'd be chanel number five because the three chanel's the three top chanel's are all equally yeah, as but, old but the girl in the tub wasn't a blonde right the girl in the tub she was, was. A blonde Oh, she, she was, was blonde? Mm-hmm. Oh, so it could okay. be actually so, either one of the Chanel's on Oh, wait, no. It can't be Chanel number It can't be Chanel number, number, three. Two, number three because Chanel number three's dad is Charles Manson. Yes. Okay. Unless so she then... was adopted by a crazy bitch and that's what the crazy bitch is telling her. Like, instead of telling her you're adopted, she just lies about... Well, then obviously, yeah. well, Boone is not it. So, okay, let me say... I'm still going with what I said last week. That it's Wes... And Boone, mm-hmm. and uh, because of their conversation, I can 
buy that Chanel number five is involved in it. That whole weird remember that conversation that she had with Boone where she was like, We don't want you here and all that that was it was very weird. Mm-hmm. So I can buy them like sort of like maybe setting that up. Yeah, throwing so that people, people off. don't know that they're working together. So yeah, that so they're in Wes, hashtag cahoots. Hashtag cahoots. Wes Chanel number five and Boone. Mm-hmm. And Wes is the mastermind. <gasps> I could see that. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So let's move into our spoiler section. It's time to get a little spoilery. Let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of Scream Queens. This is an official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So the only spoiler that I have this week is the ratings for Scream Queens. And uh, the ratings are interesting because the breakdown is kind of fascinating. So the um, Scream Queens was viewed by... 3.0 million total viewers and a 1.2 rating per finals. It's down 14% week to week. And versus its premiere, it's now down 25 and 29%. What's interesting, though, is that it's still doing well among teens. Uh, 12 to 17, it's earning actually a 1.8 rating. And another interesting note is that the drama series sees a major boost in delayed viewing. So a lot of people are DVRing it and seeing it later. So uh, the final numbers overnight aren't necessarily the total amount of people that are actually watching the show. Oh, I agree. I'm I'm an absolute DVR of this series. Like there's way too many shows going on at the same time that have like sorority over it. But I do like to watch it every week. Yeah, because I remember seeing the overnights and I was like, "This is what this is like a 1.0. Like, I I don't think that it's going to survive the next season if well, it like also ke- have if it to, keeps being. You have to. There are a lot of factors that get into what gets renewed and not. It's not only just what the show does, but it, it you have to compare how other shows on the network is doing. You also have to compare how other shows on other networks are doing. And if you look well, yeah, at because they have a lot to they with. did on. Tuesday night compared to like the two shows that aired before it, Scream Queens did much better than the two sitcoms that aired before it on Fox. That's so, true. Yeah, but so. Fox likes likes they're like the Red Devil. They like killing things like automatically. Well, like yeah, if, I mean, oh right, re- yeah, they don't give anything real last. chance. Minor- if it was doing Minority Report's numbers, I would be worried. But Minority Report is going to be the first show canceled, I think, on Fox because mm-hmm. it's doing less than one point zero. So Right, that's still sitting on my DVR. I actually haven't even watched one episode and I got all three recorded and I'm like, uh. well, Once you hear it's canceled, you can delete it. <laughs> Yay! Because yes. I need to make room. And on that note, join us next time for a brand new installment of Are You Afraid? Scream Queens. Visit poppychuloradio.com slash archives to download this episode and many more. Registered users will gain access to our archives of previously aired broadcasts. Please like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash PCR Are You Afraid? You can also like the station on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. You can email us with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns at contact at poppychuloradio.com radio.com co-host can you please wish the listeners a good night night thanks for tuning in join us every sunday at 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific for a brand new installment of are you afraid scream queens good night hashtag cahoots, cahoots.